0: Western podcast. We are now in season four. Oh, that was pretty good. good. Going for broke. Abby, tell them what the season's all about. This season is about all of the best stuff. Um, we're really trying to take a moment to talk to the people and the the makers, the industry movers and shakers. Hey, that rhymes. Stewart. thank you so much. Um, <laughs> <laughs> who are giving us quality products um, and talking to them about what it means to have a quality product, why they tend to cost a little more, and why they're worth our money. Mm. I love it. So today is, as we love to say, no exception. (laughs) Today we are so lucky to have Trent Johnson of Greeley Hotworks on the line with us right now. So Greeley is a company with a long and unique history a long history long history of really making hats for equally as unique people yeah (laughs) and they really place their emphasis on high quality hats that are also a tool for personal expression which which we love we love to hear it so we're just gonna we're gonna let Trent take this one away Trent Trent, how are are you
1: I am doing great how are you all doing
0: we're so good. It's a rainy and cold awesome. evening here in Iowa, but we're good.
1: Oh, that sounds so awesome right now. It's like a bazillion degrees and you know forest fires everywhere else. So send it, send it out west, please.
0: Oh, we will. We, we would love, love to. to. Wow. So as we get started here, we just want to hear like a little bit about your story, a little bit about you. What got you started? What kind of led up to this wanting to make hats?
1: All right. Cool. Yeah, thank you. Again, thanks for having me. You know, it's – I really – I like, I guess I like to say it is, like, I didn't choose this hat life; It chose me. Um, <laughs> from a very young age, I collected hats, like – and not to date myself, but the year Epcot Center opened, I was, like, a kid. And we went on family vacation in our motor home all together, and I saved all of my vacation money – And bought hats at all the different countries so i bought a fez in morocco a pit helmet in africa a beret in france a bobby hat in england um you know italy i bought a boater you know i just that's what i did and so it was it was like who would have known right but then Um, like super fast forward without the long story because I don't want people to fall asleep while they're driving. Um, (laughs) So then, but fast forward into college, the folks that owned Greedy Hatworks for me, I bought it from a lady by the name of Susie Orr, and I had gone out there to have my hat shaped, and the hat shop was in the barn on the ranch. And they hired me to work on the ranch, and we all got along great. I was a hard worker so much to the fact that I ended up living in their house, like in their basement and working on the ranch while I was going to college. And then we, they built me a house on the West end of their place. And I just, all my spare time, I kept spending time in the hat shop. And, you know, if you want to start like a brewery or like you're if you're a bootmaker or a silversmith, like you can go buy all of that stuff today and set up shop, which is awesome, especially for entrepreneurs. Right. But hat making stuff. Most of our stuff was, you know, built in the late 1800s, early 1900s. So it isn't like you could just get on to some website and buy all of this stuff. Mm -hmm. And so um, I, I wasn't smart enough to get into business school. So while I was going to college and working on the ranch and working in the hat shop, I went to the Small Business Development Center at night, basically the night school to learn how to write a business plan. And again, not to date myself, but um, the gentleman that owned the ranch, Susie's husband, Ed, I paid his secretary to type it on her typewriter. And and I ended up having the opportunity to buy Greeley Hatworks. So that's, I mean, really, that's like the short version, which wasn't very short, but that's my short version of kind of how I got into the business and I was an apprentice for three and a half years, and I've owned it for over 25. So I've been doing this about 30 years, or as my kids like to say, over half my life, I've worked here.
0: Oh wow, wow! It's fun when kids say stuff like that. Oh Oh, yeah, sweetie. (laughs) It's really it's fun that you put it in those terms for me. (laughs) You know what I was imagining? I got stuck on those
1: kids. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. The kids always say the darndest things, right?
0: So I'm going back in my mind to Epcot, and I'm thinking about Disney and as a child myself going there. When you said you bought hats from Disney, I was thinking like the Mickey Mouse ears, <laughs> and that's as right? far as my mind went. It's amazing <laughs> right. that you're like actually buying them from the little countries at Epcot.
1: <laughs> yeah. Now now that I'm older, I just drink my way around Epcot. Just have a, have the – have the drink of the country and every country
0: um, you know like anything me. our our interests change and we grow and we evolve we grow <laughs> right.
1: right or devolve so, in my case but yes
0: <laughs> semantics so i'm I, curious you knew at some point early on when you got into hat making that it was something you potentially wanted to turn into your business or you know, a livelihood by going so, and that's why you went right. back to business school,
1: right? And you know, it's one of those things that it was like genetically in me because, like, I had my I still in my store, I have some of my grandpa's old cowboy hats, and that my other grandfather on the other side, I have a couple of his fedoras. And one of them, I remember uh, my dad was a school teacher, so every summer, like, we're gone and we're camping and we're doing all these things. and. I had like this genuine synthetic Taiwanese leather jacket. Um, I think it was Naga hide. Um, and ah, then, yes. you know, at Mesa and uh, Mesa Verde, I bought a bull whip because all the Indians had bull whips. And, <laughs> you know, and I would, just, I would pretend I was Indiana Jones. I'd pretend I was Indiana Jones. So like I, I, I lived like I've just always been a hat guy. I was like, like that weird kid at school. That you know, would wear some kind of weird random hat
0: we all we've all known one of those it's better right? that, that than like mean. we grew up as the horse girls in school, like the girls oh those horses girls at recess, yeah, 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 right? Angela, how do you know that? <laughs> but speaking of growing up, did you grow up in the western industry? I know you said you mentioned you worked on the ranch. um was that very much a part of your um childhood?
1: Nope, not. One bit. I had some cousins that farmed that I would spent some summers with in Oklahoma, but no, I didn't. I grew up in town. My dad was a a school teacher. My mom was a stay-at-home mom until she got sick of us and then got a job. (laughs) But that's the cool thing about going away to college is you get to reinvent yourself. Mm -hmm. And although there were a lot of kids from my hometown here, like it was cool. You just kind of, you get to Become who you want to become and try new things. Most of them, not always the smartest decisions, but you get to, you know, I mean, that's, you know, that's why I got to do it. It was cool. I mean, you can kind of become whoever you want to be. And then just if you own it, right, if you own it, you could do anything.
0: You're so right. I love that. Well, so now I'm curious about your experience as what people like to call a first-generation mm-hmm. individual in the Western industry or like a first-generation cowboy? Wow.
1: I would, I would say I'm very Western. Cowboy, to me, is a, a pretty sacred term. I worked mm-hmm. on a ranch and processed cattle and pulled first calf heifers' calves and irrigated and built fence, and, I mean, I did it all. But like you know, I'm I'm a hell of a roper. If you give me a three-legged cow and a long enough rope, like I'm pretty damn good. <laughs> but but no, I would I wouldn't, I'm, I I wouldn't say I'm a cowboy by any means. But I mean, I you know, as I travel the world, literally the world. I mean, we've done shows all over Europe and Australia. Is that I I kind of view myself as an ambassador. Uh, for the Western way of life, which ends up including a lot of my friends and their businesses in in the Western industry, but also agriculture and the beef industry and farmers. And I kind of get to not always in a positive way, but I always speak about it and tell about it all the way from like the big thing of the American West, get smaller down to, uh, you know, the Western United States, get down smaller to Colorado, get down smaller To Weld County, which is one of the large, one of the, I think it's the sixth largest agriculture counties in the United States. Get down to Greeley. Get down, you know, get down to Greeley Hatworks. But you know, I'm definitely um, an advocate for all things Western.
0: So you mentioned that so casually in there that you've traveled around the world with this company. making and selling cowboy hats, how does that all play in to who Greeley is and what you do as a brand?
1: Well, I I think the reason we're, I'd never say that we're better than other companies or anything. I would darn sure tell you we're different in the fact that I grew up loving hats, fedoras, Mm -hmm cowboy hats, dress hats. So that's what my passion is, is building hats. I I don't – I feel – and sometimes this is hard when you're talking about brand identity, like who are you? We're hat makers. I'm not going to tell you I'm a cowboy hat maker or a fashion hat maker or a fedora maker. Like I just freaking love hats.
0: Wow. So –
1: So when you're traveling the world doing this, and, you know, all of my shows that I do, well, almost all of my shows outside of the United States are definitely Western. You know, Canada. Wow, that was a long pause, wasn't it? Awkward silence. Um, Canada.
0: um, What other countries are there? Right. I've
1: done shows. Wow, I'm so – yeah, my dad is a school teacher. Okay, so let's talk about the educational system right now. Um, but you know, like we've done shows in Canada, Germany, England, France, Italy, Australia. I mean, we have retailers far beyond that, but that's where, like, it is the American West, and it is. I don't mean like Yahoo, yeehaw, but I mean like they want to. <laughs> they, they want to understand and they love like what it means. And sometimes they don't really necessarily know what it means. And I'm not talking like, oh yeah, like I watched Dallas, but you know, it's like they really are into the horses. They're into the lifestyle. And with, with the world wide web, it has gotten, the world has gotten so small, like this little tiny global village, because I sell more Nevada buckaroo hats, if you will in Switzerland than I do in Nevada. Fact.
0: Wow. Interesting.
1: Right? (laughs) But, I mean, that's, that's, you know, back in the day, you used to be able to, you know, they'd say, well, you could tell where a cowboy's from by the way he shapes his hat. And that's Mm. true. And then that got changed by, like, things like movies, Mm. television, the World Wide Web. Like, you know, so you got guys that, you know, are in New York City that want to have a cowboy hat, not because they're cowboys, not because they're trying to be posers, but because of what it means to our history, our heritage, and our way of life
0: mm that's really beautiful that is that's a that's a really special approach that you don't it's not hear common. often, yeah, yeah, so how does that look when you go to say other countries and you're wanting to learn about um like some of these different global kind of festivals or things that you're going to with your hats, what does that mean to show up, you know, with that Western heritage as your background, but also talk a little bit about learning other people's cultures when it comes to um, hats.
1: Well, you know, my first show in England, I don't think I sold any hats. Hmm. In fact, I think I sold four because it was an educational process for them, Mm -hmm. for the people in that Western quarter horse Americana community, because lots of times, like, they would buy a hat from Store X online, or Mm -hmm. a lot of the retailers over there were getting kind of like, I hate to say it, like kind of like sloppy seconds or like the leftovers of stuff that didn't sell that like the yeah. bigger companies would just like, oh, yeah, you want cowboy hats? And they would like vomit all of this back stock, stock <laughs> onto them. So when I'm over there shaving hats, it was miserable. But we started an educational process about quality and craftsmanship and hand making things. And that all ties it back into the heritage.
0: Mm. Wow. So when people are buying a Greeley hat, they're getting so much more than just a hat.
1: Well, you could buy hats anywhere. What you get right. here is you buy you buy an experience, and at the end you get a free
0: hat. I mm. love that. Buy one, get one experience yeah. for a hat. Right,
1: right. No, and we do that. We do lots of BOGOs around here. Like if you buy one hat, you get one hat. It's pretty awesome. We do it almost wow. every day. Yeah, if you buy one, you get one. It's amazing.
0: Can and there's it? two of us sitting here, and now we're just <laughs> staring at each other.
1: Right, a little confusing. But, you know, we just did a little, that. We're um, just we going to
0: BOGO.
1: Right? Buy one, get one. And so <laughs> we do that with a lot of our, our retail partners is – We've, we They fly in to Denver, pick them up at the airport, we do a tour of Greeley Hat Works, we eat well, we have fun, but they get to work at the front of us, the store with us to learn about, I guess, kind of like our culture, our DNA in Greeley Hat Works, and they get to help make their own hats. And at the end of that is when we start wow. designing their next season. And so they're so much more knowledgeable and, and or ask so, much, so many better questions that then when they go home to sell those hats at, at their re, at their retail stores, they're not just selling a hat, but they're selling their experience and their mm-hmm. experience, you know?
0: Wow. wow. So it's almost like they show up and just – they're actually – you're saying they're hands-on, they're making their own hat.
1: Yes, they help us make their own hat.
0: Wow. Wow. So that's cool. I never – four...
1: go, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, go. You go. No, me? You? No? Okay. Go. So, <laughs> You know, we just did our first one of these ever retail. We've never done it with, like, just a, a consumer. Mm, and okay. at art, this is the um, second year and the third year of Art of the Cowgirl. The second year, I was the master hatter that was, you know, featured doing discussions and talks and history and kind of like what we're doing now. Um, but we did our first one on their live auction, where we offered round trip air, hotel, food, and the Greedy Hat Works experience, where this person gets to come in and hang out with us and actually help build their own hat, and it went for almost five thousand dollars. Wow! To well, raise money for the so, yeah to raise money for the fellowships of Art of the Cowgirl.
0: That's amazing. Wow, and what a cool experience! For, you're gonna have that hat for forever. Yeah, and right. you also have that experience forever. Totally. Very cool. So that does that makes Greeley pretty different from a lot of the other hat names that we see in the Western industry. That you are actually bringing people in and kind of making them part of your your family so that they learn and they're, like, they're very much a part of the process, so that when they go out, it's not just that they're carrying a Greeley hat, it's that they are part of that Greeley hat, and that mm-hmm. hat is also part of them.
1: Yeah, you know, it was, like, last week, there was a guy, I, I don't want to say the city or anything, because, like, I, I still will take back some cash to my retailer in that area, but they're one of our platinum dealers, where they have the conformateur, everything we used to build the hat, to measure the head, all of that. They have that experience. I've got five of them in the U.S. and one in Canada. But here's the thing, is this guy lived 30 minutes from that store, and one of his friends said, dude, if you're going to get a hat, you should get a Greeley. But, brother, if you're going to get a Greeley, just go to Greeley. Mm-hmm. The guy... Flew here in the morning, rented a car, drove up here, bought a hat, we gave him the tour, he hung out with everybody that works here, and then he drove back to D.A. and flew home that night. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> right? I mean, like, to me, like, I mean, yes, we've had celebrities fly in, and that's kind of like, that's the gravy. That's not my bread and butter. My bread and butter is hardworking working. Normal people that like
0: good stuff, mm. and then there's George Bush. <laughs>
1: <Wow>. <laughs> oh, that yeah, that one guy.
0: That oh, one, that yeah. one guy. Yeah,
1: yeah. So yeah, the the first one we got to build for him was at NCBA, National Cattleman's Beef Association, and they asked me to build the president a hat. Well, you can't just oh. take the conformer. You can't just take the conformer and go measure the guy. So his, as a shea, you know, I'm like talking to his people and they're saying, well, he wears this size. I'm like, okay, so I'm asking him like head shape, oval shape, all of these things. And they're like, uh, yeah, he wears this size. <laughs> okay. So, you know. <laughs> like when, you're not answering you my you question. Start, <laughs> right. You just start watching When you watch the news now. The President on there. You're like not. I don't even hear the words coming out of his mouth. All I'm doing is like studying his head. And one of the cool, one of the cool things is his. He's good friends with Red Steagall, who we've been building hats for since 1996. Yeah, 1996. Um, because him and my dad were roommates. But that's a whole nother story. So I'm, I'm talking. I'm, I'm talking to Red Steagall. And he's helping me out on the design and everything. And so I'm in the front row. It's on CNN and everything. I'm in the very front row with W.D. Farr, who's, you know, he's an icon in the cattle feeding business and in the water business. But so they tell me, they go, Trent, here's, here's how this is going to go. We're going to be backstage. We're going to present him the hat. And he's going to say, oh, thank you. That's nice. And he's going to hand it off to Secret Service. I was like, cool. No worries. <laughs> I mean, like, I got to make it, right? Yeah. yeah. Like, just chalk that yeah, like one he, up.
0: Like, he touched it. Yeah. <laughs> right, right.
1: So, he is backstage. He puts on the hat. He's like, oh, my gosh, this is amazing. Where's Laura? I've got to find Laura. And, he, <laughs> like, he comes out on – I still get – I still am get – like, right now, I'm getting goosebumps. He comes out on stage wearing the hat. Whoa. Holds it up to the crowd and – I can see my signature in the hat. He goes up to the podium and then somebody takes the hat because it's like shadowing his face for all the TV cameras. (laughs) At the end of the deal. Wow. Yes. At the end, he, you know, he's going to walk by and shake everybody's hand, right? Like, like the front row where I'm at. So I'm just going to be like, okay, I'm just, I don't, I don't, what do you say the president? So he walks up to me. Play
0: it cool. Play it cool.
1: <laughs> right. He walks up to me to shake my hand, and I just say, sir, it was an honor to make you that hat. And I'm not joking. He goes, you're Trent. And Flag Secret Service, they bring the hat over, and I it felt like 30 minutes. It was like 15 seconds, but it's like boom, <laughs> click, flash, boom, click, flash, all in like slow motion. And I'm smiling. My smile is so cheesy, but I think I'm actually <laughs> – Holding, I'm holding vomit in my mouth. Like, I'm, like, so freaked out. So then after all of this, he wears the hat out. He gets on Air Force One to fly to the Olympics in Utah. He writes me a thank you card on Air Force One.
0: What? Oh. At the
1: Olympics. He wears it at the Olympics. And one, a friend I have uh, that does life and sound was there and took pictures for me. And then, you know, you can see all these different times. But the sad thing was is the next day on the front page of a big Denver newspaper is they put President Bush in his new blank hat, and it was a big brand company. It wasn't mine.
0: Oh, no.
1: (laughs) Yes. They used, like, oh, look, President Bush in his Brand X hat. It wasn't like, oh, Built by Greeley Hatworks, located in Greeley, Colorado, nothing. And so it begins. But I, you know, I got the second one I got to build in. I actually got invited to the Oval Office to present it to him. And from what I, from the research I've done and what other people have told me um, that have helped me research it, is I am the first hat maker that made the hat and presented it. To the sitting president in the Oval Office.
0: Whoa! I just feel like clapping. I out. know like, I'm that's incredible.
1: In right? <laughs> wow! So on that one, we do this inlaid presidential seal in it, and you know, I was a lot wow. younger then, and so I was under the thing of like plead ignorance and beg for forgiveness. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm leaving my kid's school <laughs> like a show and tell because like I made a replica, right? But when I built this hat can, I had to build like twelve of them. 'Cause like just to make it at least a little bit more cost effective. So mm-hmm. I'm leaving my kids school holding my presidential replica hat after like presenting like, hey kids, look, this is what Mr. Trent did. And <laughs> my my phone rings johnson i'm like yes ma'am. she's like and you're the guy that was just here that built behalf of the president and the presidential carrier and i'm like yes ma'am and i'm like oh here we go okay just say you're sorry you didn't understand <laughs>
0: how did they find out this fast
1: <laughs> right and so she says do you have any more of those carriers and as i think about the the other 10 carriers that are sitting in my office with presidential seals <laughs> I go, well, no, but I think I could get some. Why would you ask? That's like an odd question. <laughs> and she's like, well, the president would like to hire you to build hats for dignitaries. Oh, my like, oh, gosh. Yeah. So I had a contract with the State Department. Um, president Bush gave me the actual autograph to stamp in the sweatband. So the sweatbands came with his signature in them, George W. Bush logo in the liner, Uh like, for for, for Vladimir Putin, we made custom made for Vladimir Putin, and it came in the presidential field, in the presidential case. So he would give them, like, you know, we did, you know, Vladimir Putin, the near Kuwait secretary general of the United Nations, uh, the president of Guatemala, the Zete Fox, uh, Vice President Kerr of the Sudan, all of these people. And so, yeah, I, I got rid of all those hectares and had to have a few more made. It was pretty awesome.
0: I, <laughs> I don't have words. I don't have words <laughs> because we were on your website and saw that you had replicas of like the Casey Dutton and the Beth Dutton and the Riff Wheeler, and we were like, "Oh, cool! Wait, what? He does like are these our Greeley hats?" Um, we're absolutely not expecting you to come in here and just just talk about. We're just thinking your close relationship with the president. That Riff Wheeler is right. the pinnacle of hat success. <laughs> wow, oh, and, and
1: Cole. So they um so Taylor Sheridan, I built him a hat like probably about eighteen years ago. And Taylor Sheridan is the guy that, you know, wrote that, but before that mm-hmm. he had done other movies and he was in Sons of Anarchy and you know and really and you know, just bought the Four Sixes Ranch and a mm-hmm. real genuinely a good guy. Which, for Hollywood, that says a lot, I think, right there. Yeah. yeah. So, he calls um, a friend of mine, uh, Garrett Cooper, over at Times Ranch Jeans, because they're friends. And he's like, hey, what's that guy's name that built this hat for me, you know, so long ago? And, and Garrett's like, oh, yeah, that's my buddy Trent. Here's his cell phone. So, it's like 8.30 at night, and it's like family TV time, and Taylor Sheridan called my cell phone.
0: Were you watching Sons of Anarchy at the time? Right. (laughs) No, no, my kids.
1: Right. No, my kids were with us. But so I'm like, yeah, this is Trent. How can I help you? He's like, hey, this is Taylor Sheridan. I'm getting ready to, I'm doing this movie called Wind River with Jeremy Renner, and I'd love for you to make the hats. And I was like, hey, man, that sounds good. I'm watching TV with my kids. I'll give you a shout tomorrow. (laughs) And I, I, I don't hang up on him, but it's like a short goodbye. And then I get on my phone and I goggle him. You know, I'm looking at the Googles and I'm like, I'm like, oh, this dude is like legit. Like, and
0: oh, then well, I look I and really I'm really like, call him back. I, so
1: I, I call him back the next day. And I was like, hey, sorry about that last night, but you know, family time's family time. He's like, dude, I totally get it. And so uh, they flew me out to location uh, for a few days and I hung out with, him and Jeremy Renner for Wind River and that went over really well um, I think a lot of it is kind of how we distress and I think and I'll tell you in a second like in my brain what goes into, into like distressing the hat for like a movie and now for just everyday people so that went really well so then he's like hey dude I'm going to be doing this uh, uh, this show with uh, Kevin Costner um, on cable we're calling it Yellowstone. I was like, dude, that sounds great. He's like, so are you interested? I was like, yeah, I'll give it a shot. He buys me a one-way airplane ticket oh. <laughs> on location. And my wife, my wife's kind of like, why, why do you have a one-way airplane ticket? I was like, I don't know. Like,
0: but like, I was like also wondering. Co-
1: yeah, it's like Kevin Costner and Cole Hauser and, you know, going through the whole list. You know, Luke Grimes, everybody, um, Wes Bentley. And so I get out there, and you know they have the little car that comes picks you up and everything, and they take me to the hotel. And then I unpack my. I think I took like five or six days worth of clothes because I figured like really like what am I gonna do for five days? I gotta measure like eight people for half. It's like not this huge thing. Um, <laughs> and then then I go out. I go out to the studio, and Ruth Carter, who was the head wardrobe designer for Yellowstone. So when I'm out there, like I'm looking at it right now, I have Taylor on both of those before I fly out. He'll send me he'll send me the script. Wow. And so because I want I want to like start to learn like yeah, Kevin Costner's Kevin Costner, Kevin Costner's played a lot of people, but who is John Dutton? Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so While I'm out there, they're writing episode two of season one. Like, that's – and in fact, Casey Dunn, Luke Grimes, Casey Dunn at the time, his name was actually Corey. But they changed it because that was Jeremy Renner's name in Wind River, and they're like, oh, this is a little weird. So they changed it to Casey. But so I'm there, and I'm working with Ruth Carter, and I walk into the studio, and there's like these – big industrial cardboard boxes that are like four by four by four. Some of them have hats, some of them have boots, some of them have spurs, belts, buckles, jeans. And she's like, Hey, Trent, if you don't mind, like, cause I know you've worked with Taylor and you're more into this Western thing. Can you go through this stuff for me? I'm like, uh, yes. Cause like she's the one, she won an Oscar for black Panther for wardrobe. Okay. So like she's like the I don't know. Is it like super legit? What's bigger than legit?
0: <laughs> legitimate. Too legit
1: to too super legitimate. <laughs>
0: legitimate and, is, is more than legit. There it is.
1: <laughs> okay. And she is like legitimate. And
0: so,
1: so I start going through these boxes and doing all of these things that she asks. And she comes over and she goes, oh, so is that the yes pile? Because there was two piles. There's like the this stuff-would-work pile, in my opinion – I mean, obviously, this also goes by Taylor. It isn't like all of a sudden I'm like on the payroll. It's like – but I'm I'm helping her learn, right? Again, talking about our heritage, talking about our mm. history as Westerners. And so there's two piles, a big pile and a small pile. She looks at the big pile. She's like, okay, so this is the yes pile and this is the no pile. I was like, no, Miss um, Carter, it's actually the opposite way. All that stuff is hell no. And <laughs> – some of this stuff could work. So then for like thirty. So for, then for like for thirty minutes, I'm going into the whole. Okay, see now like see this heel or see how this looks like a dingo boot with a big ring on the side. Like this isn't real. This isn't gonna work. And see this belt with a buckle with a big golden eagle on it. Like they did not wear it. They, they are the one with the spinning mustache on it. You know, I'm like no, this stuff isn't gonna work. So she's like, okay. She gives me a credit card, gives me a driver, and says, you need to go buy some stuff. Whoa. And wow. And so, like, I'm buying stuff. I'm, like, just going into any Western store I could find and buying, like, legit stuff. And while they're driving me there and in between them, I'm, like, calling my friends. So, like, I'm calling, <laughs> you know, I'm calling, like, I'm I'm calling the, my friends at – Anderson, Bean, and Real San Mercedes. I'm calling my friends at Times. I'm calling my friends at Schaefer. I'm like, okay, you guys, like, I'm going to give this gal your phone number and it's real because I'm here. <laughs> this is happening. This is real. Like, don't, don't, don't pull a trim, Be like, oh yeah, I'll call you tomorrow. Like, if they yeah, say, hey, lady, don't call me from the studio <laughs> calls. Right. Yeah. Don't, so, yeah, yeah. Don't be like, I'm watching Dallas. Sorry. I can't take a call. <laughs> And so, so yeah, it was amazing. And then, you know, they were all so hospitable. And, you know, Taylor and Nicole and their son Gus, they'd they'd have us all over for dinner at their house. And one night, well, okay, so I think the way I'm supposed to legally say this is one night we had a super lot of fun. And it was super late. And I played cards against humanity. I played (laughs) cards against humanity with the cast.
0: Oh my gosh. Stop. I can't and, breathe. You know, and,
1: and, and like and and like Luke Grimes, uh, Luke Grimes and I like we still talk. Cole Hauser, he's like, So while you're making my hat, will you send me pictures so I can learn about the process? I mean, this oh, is a Hollywood guy. Right? Wow. Like again, it's not you know, I'm I'm going in I'm riding cutting horses with him over at the Reeves Ranch. I'm like literally hanging out with these guys. Probably the weirdest thing, and it's not really, but as much as it was a super relief, it's like when we all go out to dinner. Imagine you sitting at that table with all of that star power.
0: I can't. My I gotta, people like, mind.
1: <laughs> those were the best dinners out I've Aww. ever had. I mean, like not one person asked me for my autograph. It was such a relief. <laughs>
0: <laughs> finally finally <laughs> right off, on like, oh my gosh
1: finally right
0: oh man it's so good hanging
1: out with I Kevin Costner
0: so.
1: right but yeah and then so you know we got to do that and then we uh they invited us out I I got to go walk at, uh, the red carpet in Hollywood at Paramount Studios um with Matt and Amanda Kimes, and it was just like you know it was like surreal surreal i don't know what else to say surreal
0: I don't know. i this seems surreal just hearing about I know. It. <laughs> I'm like, there's no way that we're just sitting here on a phone call with someone who's done all of this. <laughs> well, and I think there's no. so much in in the Western industry that once a show like Yellowstone comes out, it's boutiques and everybody wants some sort of little piece of it, and they sell it in big quantities. And to hear something like this is really special, where it's so hands-on. And you can go on the Greeley Hatworks website and get yourself a Rip Wheeler inspired. Yeah.
1: And you know, it was really cool, like for the NFR in, in, in Texas this year. I'm still working with the studio I mean, I still work with the studio, you know, but like they ordered a bunch of hats for their Yellowstone booth. Like so that's cool. Mm-hmm. Like the studio, like I'm still doing work with them, which is really awesome. Because they wear lots of different hats now. It's not I mean, you know, and it you know, that's cool. Like there's there's plenty of heads out there. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna split hairs, you know. It's it was a it was a blessing, and it was awesome. And then that led, you know, really to other movies. Like we did Timothy Oliphant for uh, Deadwood. Oh.
0: Um,
1: Woody, uh, Woody Harrelson in Zombieland 2 is wearing a greenly oh, because zomb- zombie characters need good headwear too. And, um, <laughs> and in fact, um, and then we, did, we worked with David Lynch on a movie. And now uh, we're, we're working with uh, David, I think it's pronounced Iolo. David um Hmm. check it out um but yeah he's working on a western now um that it still just has a code name like they wouldn't like when i'm invoicing and things they say oh Mm -hmm. just send it to project blankety blank which i won't disclose the blankety blank so yeah it's still under (laughs) and it's it's not blankety blank (laughs) it's not blankety oh dang it i screwed that up again you know, so yeah, it's, I mean, it's, 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 it's been, it's been great. But again, it's more than just about the hat, you know. So the reason Taylor had me out there with them mm-hmm. for so long and going and riding, cutting horses with them and hanging out with them and, you know, was mm-hmm. like watching them take hats on and off and doing things and who their character was so that you could like make it real, not mm-hmm. just like, oh, this is a 17 step distressing process. And they all come out very close. No, it was like so, you know, in the very first scene of season one when Costner, you know, when he has that accident with his horse trailer and everything, mm-hmm. and he goes to pick his hat up out of the street, out of the road, like I can see my signature in the liner. Kinda of like the whole oh. presidential thing again, oh. right? You know, so yeah, it was it was super cool. Super cool. And season two, when they released that, I actually rented a little boutique theater downtown, and got permission from Paramount, and did a live viewing there. I, you can't sell tick, you know, like you can't make money, you can't sell tickets. So I paid, I paid for, you know, the staff in the theater and all that, and then everybody had to donate either canned food or X amount of dollars to the Weld County Food Bank. So, like, they got all of the proceeds from that because I'm – I mean, we've been here since 1909, so I'm, like, yeah. super community-oriented.
0: Mm. Oh, love, we cool. love to hear that. And I keep yeah. thinking back to what you said earlier, that even though it's been really amazing to work with celebrities and on these big projects, you said, that's the gravy. That's not my bread and butter. Mm. Right. So can you tell us more about making hats for just your your everyday person, Joe Schmo? <laughs> You're blind There, there me. is no,
1: no, yeah. <laughs> there there is no Joe Schmo. But that's what I like is mm. those people that just walk into the store, they get the, they actually get a better experience than Kevin Costner did because they are in. I basically have like 10,000 square feet of Build-A-Bear for hats. You know what I mean? Like we could. <laughs> We could do so much stuff. And yes, if you want the heartbeat, it is twenty dollars extra. But you know, like we do that. Like and we take you know, there was a guy in here today who is um super picky. And so I wasn't gonna be you know, like we went back and we went through the hat bodies. He got to pick out the hat body that he wanted. Then we went to the ribbon. I was like, Well, I think this color would be great. He's like, Well, do you have anything a little darker? I'm like well, not really, but, like, I have this old vintage stuff from the 40s, and there happened to be the right color in there. Wow. You know what I'm saying? So, like, mm. there. – I mean, that sounds cheesy. Everybody's important. But, <laughs> and, no, really – no, but really, you know, it's, it's – like I said in the very beginning, you can buy a hat anywhere. You buy an experience here. And at the end of it, you get to come pick up a free hat or we can ship it to you worldwide.
0: Yes. Well – I just wow. Your website is not lying uh, when you say 110 plus years of satisfaction. Satisfaction. Right?
1: Wow. Yeah.
0: <laughs> wow. How many hat puns um, have you come up with over your time of doing this?
1: <laughs> well, I've got a ton of them. But the one, honestly, one year we had a like a super good year, and like I, I'm not just gonna buy something to save on taxes. Like if I don't, you know what I mean? Like, I'm just not that guy. So I, I bought an property. I own satisfaction. I own, <laughs> I own attitude, and I own ranch ready. And I got two more in the. I got two more in the works. But it's one of those things,
0: like blankety and blank.
1: <laughs> blankety and blank. And the thing is, is one time my attorney called me. and She's like, "Hey, just so you know, on the website for and Dates, it says come get a new." Hattitude and they're selling ball caps. She goes, so we're, we're next day airing a letter. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I build hats for the committee. Please do not. Like I'll just call the CEO. I'll, I'll call Tom and just say, Hey, buddy. And like I'll have it taken down. It's not a big deal, but they were like, oh, wow, like attorney. I'm like, no, still really get a little turbo. Like I got this. My, my, my newest one I like to do because is, um, my daughter last week, was at band camp in Texas, my youngest. She was at, th- yes, I have a daughter at band camp. And yes, she plays the bassoon. Gosh, but she's so is also, cool. she is also self taught in taxidermy. So, yeah, whatever. What? Don't even look at me like that. <laughs> but while she's at band camp, um, I'm with a friend at her hat shop. And she's like, You should stay yeah. tonight because the kids love you. And then we can get up in the morning and we can like play in the hat shop. It'll be a play date. And I'm like, No. This is hat band camp. So I totally did hat band camp.
0: Oh. You know, I keep thinking about the bassoon now. I think that instrument has, like, nine thumb positions. That's a very intricate instrument to learn. Well, it's a lot
1: easier. My daughter actually has three. Yeah, I know she has three thumbs, you know, so that's cool. Thank you.
0: Oh, well, that helps. That's probably, is that that genetic? Um,
1: (laughs) We're digressing. Okay, come on. I totally forgot to set my timer before we started because you're having so much fun.
0: Oh no, this is so worth it. No, so right I, now, right now it it like says five I minutes. Forty-three.
1: I have forty-three minutes and one second left. Should I start yeah, again? The again? Time, I'll, I'll start the, it now. Go. I think the timer okay. starts
0: now. All right, everybody, drop right, in. Go. We were just heating up. <laughs> now we're all warmed up. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. <laughs> well, tell everybody where they can find you on the social medias and in the theater. They get
1: fi- Yes, they can find us in on the World Wide Web at GreeleyHowers.com, and our um, all the social channels are at Greeley Howers. That's like the Pinterest, the Twitters, the Face the U Books, the Instagrams, and then I have a personal one because I'm. Sometimes not – well, I'm not normal anyhow, but I have a personal <laughs> one, which is which is Trent L. Johnson Design, where sometimes, like, we put some other stuff. And we got, like, you know, the Snapchats and the Tic and we got it all.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and it's all very legitimate, very <laughs> yeah, legitimate the way those you. websites sound. <laughs> yes. Facetube face and Books. Yes. It's all there. And you can you see the really actually –
1: yeah, you really shouldn't Google it because it might take you somewhere bad. I don't know.
0: <laughs> Anything could happen. Don't Google three thoughts. We are not liable for that.
1: <laughs> right, right. So, Hopefully, and you that have weird some Goog- cool- Hopefully that weird Google lady doesn't come back on and tell me, like, it is time to start talking.
0: <laughs> they're listening still. <laughs> so you have right. some cool in-person events coming up, too. So yes. where can people find you if they're out and about?
1: If they're out and about, um, we're in lots of different places. And like this weekend at Cuckoo Leather, uh, she's an awesome uh boot maker, dual citizenship here in Italy. And um, I'll be up there this weekend and then give me a second, I'm I'm looking at it on my goggle calendar. Um, after <laughs> that it's crazy. After that, let's see, oh yeah, then I then I fly to New York City for to kilt. <laughs> and yeah, dress to kilt And then it's I'm in, and so real. <laughs> it is it is so real. Check it out, dresstokill.com. You can watch the fashion show online. Um, end of July, I'm at Stages West in Pigeon Forge, Tennessee. And then I'll be in your neck of the woods on August five, six, and seven at Indy House in Des Moines, Iowa. Oh, then, really? Yeah. Wow. Yes.
0: Interesting. We'll come see yeah. you. We will.
1: Oh, that would be awesome.
0: We do have a on the seventh, so we can't come that day. But
1: okay, well, but this is also during Hinterland, so <laughs> and Tanya Tucker is going to be in Hinterland, and yeah. we do some hats for her, so that'll be cool. Then in August, um,
0: Trent, Maxwell I wish Camelman, you could see my face right now. <laughs> Abby yeah. just lost her mind. I think I think my heart stopped beating for a moment. That's like one of my um, obscure, one of my most obscure life goals is to just like be up close to her. <laughs> I don't think I we ever can. need to talk. Right? <laughs> you know you look at her. Like,
1: but don't glare. You can look, but don't glare. Right,
0: right. right. I'd be scared to do that uh, at her.
1: Right. August, August 20th through the 2021, 20, I think 22, I'm at the Maverick, one of our premier dealers in the Fort Worth Stockyards. After that, I'm at Americana in, uh, Germany. Then I'm back to Stages West in September. Then I'm at the Quarter Horse Congress with Rod's Western Palace. Then I'm back in Maverick. And then I'm at the Angus Convention, National Angus Convention in Fort Worth. And then, where am I then? Oh, NFR.
0: There it is. There it is.
1: Back to Stages West in Pigeon Forge, Tennessee. And then it's January. So, I mean, I can keep going. i got stuff booked through March, but we'll just stop there. Everything's available. Our, 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 hearing... tour schedule, our tour schedule is available on our website, on our homepage. Yeah. I
0: love wow. it. I'm just hearing Johnny Cash singing in my head. I've, I've been, been everywhere, everywhere man. <laughs>
1: yeah. I mean, and that's what I'm so – I mean,
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> my, my family and my coworkers <laughs> are so glad things are opening up because there was a little thing going on, which is worse. Dying from COVID or Trent not traveling, and it's still kind of about
0: <laughs> either way, death might be involved, right? <laughs> him out. Yeah. <laughs> well, on that note, Trent, thank you so much for hanging out with us today. This was beyond incredible, it's been truly amazing. And I know the listeners, it was fun, awesome. yeah, it was fun, it was very fun. Well, we make sure do to go this again. We let's join, yeah. let's
1: do you so want to like? Did, do you want to do one live where we're all sitting face to face?
0: Yes, we would love to do that. So when we were These in are totally ripping. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when we were in right. NPR last year, we did live from the swine barn with um, a few different guests. And I know Des Moines State Fairgrounds has a swine barn. Just saying. Well, and
1: we could figure that. My brother-in-law is the global director for uh, pork su- sustainability. He's smarter than me. Like I can't even say sustainability. Yeah, so he's there, he's there out there too. I got family, we got things, wow. we can do it my we can do in my sister's barn. <laughs>
0: I, I, mean, so I can't think the world. of anything better. The world just opened okay. up to
1: us. Right. But she lives in the, she my sister, he's a good guy. My sister lives in the house. It's like so her barn on her property. No, she doesn't live in the swine barn.
0: Okay, I got confused.
1: Yeah, I know, right? This guy is so confusing. <laughs>
0: Wow. Well, we can't wait to see you on tour um, at the Swine Barn somewhere. That'll be awesome. And then, because the I remember,
1: I, I like what you said earlier about if we get to do this live, at the end, we're going to do that breakdance battle. That's going to be hilarious.
0: That's, that's, say less. Uh. We're in. We're in. <laughs> <laughs> so, um. everyone, you heard it here first. We will be live with Greeley Hatworks in a few weeks. And if you stay tuned, you will see us have a break, dance battle. (laughs) And it will be legitimate, legitimate. But in the meantime, make sure you're checking out Greeley Hatworks. Follow them online. Um, That's Greeley, G-R-E-E-L-E-Y, if you weren't familiar with them already. um, Make sure you get familiar. Go get familiar. Thank you guys so much for listening. We will see you next week on another episode of the Breaking Breaking Western Western Podcast. Podcast.